Hello friends, it's Friday and I'm coming to you from the office here at Keller Williams. Just um, it's been a great week. Gosh, it's been an, a, a whirlwind of excitement in the real estate market. Lots of things that went under contract in the last four to six weeks. Listings that came on have been closing. So we've been, as a team, we've been doing a phenomenal job of getting those contracts to closing. Um, I want to bring to you a market update like I do every week, but Here's a take two on my solar panels, do or don't. So last week I came to you with that information. The audio got a little bit messed up. That's what happens with live videos. But today I wanted to re-deliver that same message to you. So people ask me oftentimes, do, should I or should I not invest in solar panels? My suggestion is do not, unless you're going to stay in that house for the next 15, 20, 25 plus years to reap all the rewards out of them. Recently, we had a contract um, where we were representing the buyer side and trying to get to contract on a property that has $75,000 financed over 20 years in solar panels. How many energy bills could you pay with $75,000? They get sold on the idea because they're told that you can get a $20,000 credit on towards your taxes, which is true. You have to qualify for it and file for it, but that still leaves an exorbitant amount of money in expenses towards solar panels. So when asked, should you or shouldn't you, my answer is going to be, unless this is your lifetime residence, don't do it. Even when we go to sell the property, then the appraisal is not going to give you what you've expended. Your return on investment in a short time is not going to be there. So I think of everything as an investment, everything as an investment. And I'm going to tell you from years of experience dealing with solar panels, they have not proven to be a good investment for most people. Now, if you're going to live off grid, that's a completely different conversation and one that is not applicable to this, um, this, to this nature. But if it's just a dwelling that is grid based, um, and you're wanting to convert it over to solar panels, um, let's, let's have a conversation on investment and what your, uh, goals are for living in that house before you expense for that. There's a lot of complications, um, with, with the loan. Um, if you, if you want to, not pay those off at closing and turn that over to a buyer to refinance when you go to sell it. So many complications. Short answer, don't do it. So let's talk about the market for a minute. So with all the flurry of activities, we're still falling short from our numbers back in 2021, which let's be quite honest, was unsustainable kind of market conditions there for a while. As we came out of COVID in 2020, we hit a flurry of activity the latter six months in 2020 and pushed on through with that kind of activity through 2021. But when we talk about we're not to the same numbers, let's give some actual data to that. Let's give some um, real hard facts because you're going to hear a plethora of different uh, numbers and data um, across uh, different portals for news, depending on where you listen to your news. So um, let's talk about real hard facts for a moment. In our market, that's all I'm talking about here. I'm not talking about national numbers. I, I have a, a lot of data for that too, and I'm happy to share that with you. But I'm just talking about our residential numbers here in the Charleston area. Last year from January to April, this time, um, and I don't have May number, um, 
April, May. So I don't have May numbers into this data yet. We will have that in the next couple of months, but these are numbers only from January through the end of April. Our MLS had seven, just over 7,200 cells, and um, that was in 2021. In 2022, it's just over 6,500 cells. So we're about 10% off um, from last year's numbers. So in the big picture, big scale of things, that's not that big of a deal, but it's, own, it, it's, it's not based on the demand. The demand is absolutely still there. It's, it's been based on the limited amount of inventory, how many people are willing to sell their properties, and, so, and how many buyers are able to you know, buy that. Um, and so that's where we've seen the market really shift up with multiple offer kind of scenarios and a lot of buyers not being able to have the chance to secure the con the offer the house that they want. So 10% down in production this year, but let's talk about how the market has continued to climb in value. So even though our, our we're 10% less in sales, we are up 15.6% in um, in, in our, in our sales volume. So the properties are continuing to elevate in value, even though, um, our, our production numbers are down. So just some great hard facts for you to know. So if people, people will say, is this a good deal? You know, if we're looking at a specific property, is it a good deal? Well, does it meet your needs? Can you get financed or pay cash for it? That, that, then it's a good deal. If you can, if we can negotiate to terms that suit you, it's a great deal. The best deal though was five years ago, um, and all of those houses that I was able to sell for those folks because um, that they have done well in their equity. But don't waste time, jump into the market, buy a house because in five more years your property values will have soared as well. So um, we've seen uh, from seven weeks ago where our MLS had about a thousand active listings. Today, it's got about 1,600. So we are seeing more opportunities for buyers. More buyers are having success in securing their home purchase. So that's a huge pro and something that I really want to rejoice in with you. Um, if you know of somebody that's looking to buy or maybe you are the buyer, um, we are having a better chance of securing those. So as rates, let's talk about rates for just a moment because they are, they even though they've come down a little bit here in the last couple of weeks, they have elevated from about 3% when we started in January to sitting around 5% today. What does that mean for a buyer's buying power? Well, for every point, uh, percentage point that it goes up, it limits us about 10,000 in their purchasing abilities. And so uh, for the average buyer, um, what they could have afforded back in January at a 3% interest rate, then we're about $20,000 less in affordability for that same buyer in today's conditions. Um, something else to consider, homes that were bought three years ago for 500,000 at about a 3% rate, now we're reselling those houses for about 800,000 at about a 5% rate. So affordability is definitely shifted, is definitely squeezing out more of our middle price point. Um, it's really affecting those first time home buyers with affordability because it's costing on average with that elevation of price, it's um, really cost, it's costing people about $2,000 a month on average between that $500,000 house 
and 800 now is what it's selling for. So between 800, I mean, between 500 and 800,000 purchase price, you're looking at about $2,000 month difference in affordability. So just some, some facts to think about, but, um, we are, we are seeing some inventory pop up. I've got some listings. Keller Williams has listings. We're one of the largest, um, brokerages here in this, in the Charleston market. So we do a good job of, um, networking within our Keller Williams brand about coming soon and such as we're about to hit the market. If you're looking for something specific, reach out to me, let me know so I can keep an eye out for it. And if you're thinking about selling, always reach out to me. Let's talk early and upfront about what your value is. If you're just curious about something happening in the market, reach out to me. Thanks guys. I always appreciate you tuning in and I'll be here for you um, when you're ready to talk.